Hello and welcome to Pish Talk. Sorry, folks, that was a bit loud. Still getting used to the old, uh, the old mic. Um, is that a new mic? No, no, no. Can you hear differently? Like, uh, no, I just thought it was. Oh, is it because is your mic not usually blue? Uh, no, no, that's uh, the one I've got in the in the unit. Oh. So, um, yeah, this this is one I've had for a while now. But anyway, before we get into it, folks, let's uh, give a little shout out to the the Patreon the Patreon supporters, the fantastic great people, fantastic they're people. They're just terrific. They're fantastic. I know everything there is to know about them. They're fantastic. Um, yeah. So, you know, I just signed into Google Docs, and I was like, "The hell is this? The hell is this?" Um, I got confused, but now I've found it. The, we were nice. kicking this pot, this podcast off with a bang, haven't we? This is just action-packed, dude. Dude, it's 2021. No dude. judgment. We're doing great. Exactly, man. So I'd like to give a shout-out to Ian Downey, Kirsty Bailey, Chris McCulloch, Gordon Brown, Ben Wackett, Adam Wilson, Joe's mom, Mark Leslie, great people, fantastic people, Brian Smith, Daniel Bedencourt, Jamie Flood, James Boyner, Will Edwith, David McCarthy is really terrific. Really terrific people. Ross Wilson, Jordan Schofield, Barry Carruthers, James Weiss, David Thornton, The Concierge, Global Cameron, Corey Bellman, Lou Markham. They're just great people. Fantastic people. All right. There we go. <laughs> All righty. Dude, oh, spe- speaking of him, have you? we won't spend too much time on this because it's, it's controversial and like, all the stuff that's going on. But I just... The dude went on TV and and they said, oh, what have you got in common with your daughter? And he's like, you know, he says something he shouldn't have said. And then he's like, I think if she was my daughter, I'd be dating her. And it's just like, yeah, what, uh, like what, what are you talking about, dude? You know what it is, though, man? Who part says that? Feels, part of me feels, uh, and it sounds crazy, but I feel sorry for all these types of people that have just got such a disconnect. Dude, I feel sorry for her. Imagine getting jobbed out by your dad on live TV by saying that. Imagine that, like you're in her position, they're interviewing you and your dad on TV, and he's like, I'd be dating her if she wasn't my daughter. <laughs> yeah, what's, how old is she? I don't know, man. Is she in like, school? Is she in college? No, no, no. no. She's, dude, she was like, she had some like White House job. Oh, okay, fuck it. Well, imagine going, ah, I suppose it doesn't matter then. But can you imagine if she was like really young and he, does, he says that and she has to go back to school the next day and it's like, uh, what the fuck did your dad just say on telly? Oh, well, you know. Well, I mean, come on, you know, it was, um, you know, I mean, I mean, do you know what? Here's the thing as well. If, if, I think for most people, if for some reason they'd said that, you'd have to just disappear into the woods and never be seen again and never communicate with human beings again because that's just like a level of cringe that no person can come back from but he's just like i said what i said <laughs> you know to be I mean? fair man you're talking about the trump family i'm pretty sure if they were to disappear into the woods and not communicate with human beings ever again it'd be doing a lot of people a lot of favors well we shall uh you know leave it there i guess leave it there, I guess. <laughs> but um you know it's people listening to this to get away from politics but you yeah, know man. we just, uh, just we, had we, to we talk about the, uh, the, the we talk about the like circumference of politics so it's like the stupid shit on the outside that we talk about yeah it's uh well we do have some stupid some stupid news sorry um so uh <laughs> so uh, yeah um no that one's that one's not funny that, that I'll tell you what, horrible. I'll start us off, man, because i got a belter. Go for it, you got a belter, go for it. All right, dude, so the New York Post reported <laughs> on the February 8th, they said, Koala hops behind the wheel of a car after causing a pileup <laughs> on an Australian freeway. What? Dude, there's a video. There's what? A video what? Of this right. koala behind the wheel of a car, I'm not even winding you up. Koala driving crash. Let's see if I can get this up as well. So, koala, yeah, is this koala, the Metro one? Koala rescue, oh my god, dude. Koala caused a six-car crash when it dashed across one of Australia's busiest freeways on Monday, prompting motorists to jump to the marsupial's rescue, according to reports. A man whose car was hit from behind at around 7 a.m. Imagine you're out at 7 a.m. going to work and you have to, and a fucking koala up here runs across the highway. Going across the M8, you're like, oh my fucking God. A man whose car was hit from behind at around 7 a.m. causing a chain reaction was the first to get out of his car to try and save the cuddly creature, Guardian Australia reported. Uh, another dude, another I- driver told ABC Radio Adelaide she later saw the furry friend, the furry fiend, moving between vehicles on the freeway not far from the pileup. See, I've, I've just clicked on the story, right? And I can just see, I don't know if they've done this for, like, comedic effect, but the koala's, like, hugging the steering wheel. Yeah. And it's just like... 
I thought the way you described it, like he was actually at the wheel of the car, like, come on, God's sake, I've got places to be, mate. <laughs> Do you know what it is? Like, have you heard, like, all basically all koala bears have got chlamydia? Have you heard about that? Yeah, I heard it's about like, that. mate, get in my road, I'm trying to get into the clinic. <laughs> mate, can I get <laughs> Mate, I'm telling you, if you didn't start you, I'm going to come out there and give you the clap. <laughs> mate, the clinic's through the road, get in the road, God's sake. Mate, I can't get to the clinic any other way. I've got to go on the fucking bypass. (laughs) You're just, you walk in, it's like the health centre, and it's like you walk in, sombre faces, regretful faces in the waiting room, and you just see the koalas like, aye, mate, you know, aye, aye. She's like, born with mate, what do you want me to tell you? Like, aye, I've heard that one before, eh? Aye. No, no, mate, I'm telling you, like, it's genetic. It's, uh, I'm telling you, it's genetic, it's because I'm a koala, eh? It's like, it's just rife, mate, it's just all about the joint. Mate, it's our biggest problem, eh? Like, <laughs> we've got a perfect political system, we've got a perfect economy in the koala world, but, mate, chlamydia's just rife, eh? Like, mate, we've got no koala clinics, eh? It's just a nightmare, mate. It's just, it's just mate, awful. I'm telling you, dude, like, <laughs> Elon Musk was pure talking about setting up koala clinics and that, eh? and I was like, mate, go for it. Mate, I didn't have any koala in my wallet, eh? so I just... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Mate, moving I need on. some of that fucking clap coin, eh? Like... <laughs> mate, I just, mate, I just went nuts on the koala coin, eh? Like, I just, I just, mate... I've got, uh, yeah, oh, we'll, we'll get on to cryptocurrency later. Dude, I've got a belter yeah. for you. Women used fake ID to try and get served and then called the police when it got confiscated. <laughs> <laughs> so, so confident was, and we won't mention the person's name, because they're, they're 18. You know what I mean? We're not going to job them out. Yeah, we're not going like, to job them Like out. the, the mirror half. We'll job out their story, but not them. Um, so she was so confident she wouldn't be caught. The 18-year-old asked police to assist her in retrieving her fake ID from a bar when it was taken off her. A teenager using fake ID was arrested after calling the police to get it back from the bar. Uh, she... Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on. All Is right. Okay. in the UK? No, I've just realised that because all the pictures are like UK pictures of pubs and that. And I was What's like, the lassie's 18. But yeah, apparently it was in have... Texas where the legal drinking age is 21. Ah. Dude, imagine that being 21. It's like you could... Like, so in Scotland, you can get married at 16. So, dude, you could literally be like, mate, I've got a wedding that's five, eh? Married yeah, for five years. you could get married, years. have a kid, drive, all that bullshit. But then when you move to Texas, you got to wait till that kid's five before you can have a beer. That's crazy, man. Yeah, but, there you go, dude, man. Some of the laws are mentally, like, here, I think there's, is it not like, what's the age for flying an aircraft in the States? Is it not like <clears throat> 18 to get a pilot's license in the States, but you can't drink till you're 21? Like, Something like fuck, that, man? yeah. Something yeah, like that. You could fly a multi-ton fucking flying death machine, <laughs> but you know, Dude, can't you drink a and, beer. And the driving test in America is literally like the first GTA mission. It's like drive for this to this end of the street to the other. There you go. There's your license. Yeah, dude, they get it like uh, they, they, it's like part of their school curriculum in high school it's is like it? part, it's like driver's ed is a class Jeez. well I, I mean it makes sense i gotta be yeah, honest it makes like much more sense dude it's like, like you need to learn the intricacies of modern studies and it's like okay i mean modern studies is actually good but most of it's just arguing uh, I, I don't know. I think there's. I think modern studies is is worthwhile. There's certain things that there are mandatory classes that I don't understand. Yeah. Like uh, I mean, to be honest with you, like to me, religious education. Just my opinion. I think that should be purely optional. I don't think that should be mandatory in any way. And it's like, I t- do you know what's interesting? In schools, you never learn how to do taxes. But it's like I can tell you what the third angle of that triangle is. Eh? I mean, I'm in jail for tax evasion, but I can tell you what that triangle's all about, mate. mate I'm telling you now, like I can fucking list off the Ten Commandments off my heart, <laughs> mate. Eh? But like, I couldn't tell you how to do my income taxes. <laughs> mate, thou shalt not steal, eh? But can't but, do my okay, taxes. Eh? Wasn't taught taxes, eh? so I ended up stealing half my fucking half my tax from the government. <laughs> Wait, dude, I got check. Hello. Ah, it's uh, oh, not a burglar. It's Sophie coming back. Just check it. Like, you always got to check. getting broken into live on air right now. It is, it is interesting to me. Like, unless a burglar comes with a weapon, that's going to be a bad day for the burglar. They'd need to come with a weapon. Even if they come with a weapon, though, dude. Like, I've had knives pulled on me before when I was a bouncer, and, like, most of the time you realize they're just morons. Like, a lot dude, of times people I've... that pull knives are like, they're like this, and they don't know what... They freeze up because they panic. Dude, that's nuts. Like, but I tell you what, see if a burglar came... Hello? You alright? 
all right doing the podcast sorry everyone but gotta got say hello you know but um oh yeah she can't hear you i t- see if a burglar came into this house i would my favorite is the stairs i think they just i'd i'd go to the top of the stairs and i'd wait <laughs> i'd wait behind the door and then I'd just present myself. I'd have like my entrance music on the ready. And I, no, no, do you know what? I'd patch my entrance music. I'd have takers Goldberg. music. I'd no, have it like Goldberg's man. It has to be Goldberg's. No, 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 like, dude. Let me explain. Like, <laughs> 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 that that could be for a different situation. But for this particular situation, it's like they get to the top of the stairs and like an automated lock just locks the door. It's like, ksh, and then it's like. Dude, this Speak- is like a fucking Metroid boss. Yeah, dude, like, <laughs> <laughs> speakers just descend from the roof, and it just goes, you've done it now, you've gone. <laughs> and then they just get the That'd last, be- they get the last ride down the stairs. That's what dude, happens, man. that would be an amazing <laughs> sketch. That would be, honest to fuck, one of the best sketches. But why did we never do that as part of Free Agent? That'd be amazing. Like, oh my god, I think, I think we broke it into it. It's like, you're just like, nah, guys, it's fine. I'll handle like, this. Like, you've, you've seen my stairs. Imagine last riding someone down the stairs. Dude, imagine Sparta kicking somebody down the stairs. You could Sparta... Dude, they could, you could Sparta kick them from the top of your stairs, and they could hit the wall at the bottom without touching another step. Dude, you know what the belter is, right? You'd lift them up for the last ride, and then they'd hit their head off the light bulb, which wouldn't do any damage, but it would make them go to grab their head, so then they wouldn't break their fall with their arms whatsoever. So they'd just get absolutely cabbaged at the bottom of the, the stairs, and the police would come, and they'd be like, is that no excessive force, mate? I'd be like, mate, how'd they give them the last ride, eh? Mate, I'm telling you, it's like, oh, let me check the book, eh? And it's like, I mean, technically speaking, the last ride is, uh, is exempt from excessive force, eh? Like... Now, there's nothing in the book that says you can't do it doing a set of stairs, eh? But, like, I mean, technically speaking, you've found a loophole there, Mr. Hendry. There, there's no, we can't do anything. You've used, you have used justifiable force. <laughs> yeah, that's it. If you'd have done the tombstone pile driver, we'd have to bring you in, eh? But it's because you've done the last ride. It's like, it's no like a mania finisher, eh? Like, <laughs> it's like, mate, we treat, we treat. Nah, you could kick it with that day bother, mate, eh? Like, we treat home burglaries like Armageddon 2006, eh? But, like. <laughs> <laughs> but um oh actually i don't know if i've ever told you this but like i once gave someone a stunner in real life i think you've said you've mentioned it i don't know if you told so, it on the podcast but I I was, you told me i was at a gig right and this guy just <laughs> kept pushing me like you know when you're in a gig and everything's just rammed and then this guy just kept pushing me and i turned around and we're, intentionally or like he was getting he was like just at, fanning at around the start it was like that attention. it was like you know when you get like mosh pits and all that so it kind of started yeah. like that and then i turned around and i was like dude knock it off and then so we started arguing i turned around again and he shoved me with both hands and oh. i literally just went Broop just just give him the stunner it what then happened? like it did almost like no damage but i just it's yeah. something i just wanted to do and that's how arrogant and terrible i was at that age i was so confident in my abilities it was like i was just i'll just give him a stunner for a laugh eh? so i'll happens. just give him the woman's special slap too eh <laughs> mate i'll be giving you ddt 37 if you didn't want to do it mate Mate, I'll give you Powerbomb 14, the one that actually sounds pretty shit when it lands, but it actually does more damage. I uh, I, I used to give everyone the... So the thing is, see, bef- the weird thing is, uh, I, I just went from not being that into wrestling to just wrestling was just the only thing in my life. So, like, basically, I... Wait, is my camera turned off for you? Yeah, it has. What happened there? Ooh, oh, that's weird. God damn, that is weird. Well, that, damn! That is weird. Anyway, what camera are you using? The bummer. old C920 or the old... No, the, the, the other one. I had to um, post my C920 to someone to use for something. So, oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. It was just to do it. They needed it for an interview, so I lent, lent it to somebody. But, Dude, um, charitable guy. Charitable that's what guy. I do, man. That's what I do. Man, it's um, just what I do. It's what I do. But, like, I remember um, in the game, I would give all the guys, like, the most ridiculous entrances ever. And I think it might have been just bring it, but there's one, like, where the guy, like, trips on the top of the stage and he just absolutely cabbages it down to the ring, like, all the way down to the ring. Falls, like, ten times on the way to the ring. Like, I loved all that, man, the stupid entrances. It was just so much fun, you know? I remember there was one you could jump in a trolley and the trolley would, like, ride down Dude, the ramp and hit the ring. I, this that is how this is how strange a child I was, right? So I saw Pulp Fiction and way too young, right? So I can't remember what age I was, but it was around the time SmackDown <laughs> Two came out, right? And I made holy shit, <laughs> I made that is young. yeah, I made uh, John Travolta and Samuel Jackson's characters in uh, Pulp Fiction, like in the game. So they're just there with like the suits, and he's got the afro and that, and it was like. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think it was like uh, Samuel Jackson was driving the forklift and big uh, Vincent Vega, John Travolta was like standing on it and I gave them a right to censor's music. So they just came to the ring with a forklift just lifting John Travolta up and down <laughs> with like a siren going off. It's like, that was random. What was I thinking? Hey, dude, I'll tell you what, man. Not bad, right? Vincent Vega might have might be one of the best names like of all time. That's a good name. It's a, it's a shame that that got taken and nobody in wrestling could use a name like that because that's great. That hits all the good markers. It's a good strong name. Dude, the alliteration, alliteration, Vincent Vega. That's a great name, man. Mate, double V, mate. Double V. Mate, double V, mate. And then you can do like a hand signal with the two Vs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Christ, man. God, the old SmackDown games were, were incredible, man. Just a number of weird things you could do. Like, remember in, like, even I'm saying old SmackDown games, I'm talking even, like, Here Comes the Pain. Remember you could, like, go into the boiler rooms. You could go into, like, nearby restaurants. You go into Times Square. Remember that shit? Remember SmackDown 2? You could legit go into, like, the WWF New York restaurant and, like, smash folks' yeah, tables and well, batter we, them. We, on, did we not like, play that, like, shit. fairly recently, like, just before a lockdown? Oh, dude, yeah. Awesome. Dude, I remember we were we we were doing it before lockdown. Remember that we would you had yeah, the, yeah. the raspberry pie like. It's amazing. Oh God, the the good old days, man. The old yep. days. Um, uh, I'm just looking through to see if we've got some more uh, decent um, weird news. Uh, my heart stopped for 30 minutes, and spirits gave me a warning that came true 10 years later. Uh, from being rescued by a slowly spinning clear white light to visiting hell with demons in a room full of people screaming. Uh, some people have had bizarre life experience after life experiences. Um, so Dude, are we sure this guy didn't just smoke salvia or something? Because that sounds insane. So <laughs> orthopedic surgeon Dr. Mary Neal almost drowned in a kayak accident, and her heart stopped for more than half an hour. In that time, she said she looked down on her body from above, Swan Tom, then traveled to a place she describes as heaven. <laughs> Pardon me. Then she was greeted by a group of beings who she later found out were the spirits of her dead ancestors. Now, what she means she later found oh. out, it's like, I got a letter through the post, eh, and they told me that's who it was, eh? Like, Mate, I'm telling you, dude, like, I was sitting there, and I was like, God, hey, can watch shite? Fucking Bebo, eh? And then next minute, I opened my email one day, and they're like, new message on Bebo, and I'm like, what? I've not been on that in a while. So I went on, and it was telling me what's going to happen, eh? And I was like, nah, man, shite. Ten years later, boom, fucking happened, eh? It's uh, apparently on a Netflix show called Netflix's Surviving Death. I'm going to watch that. I'm going to see it. Oh, shit. That's, that's a show. There's another one. Um, So, I'm just having a look through all these people who have... Okay, so this guy's written a book called Proof of Heaven, A Neurosurgeon's Journey into the Afterlife. So, he had a... So, he basically had, like, really tough time. He says he was rescued again this is another guy by a slowly spinning clear white light uh, associated with a musical melody that served up as a portal into a rich and ultra real realm uh, which he named the gateway valley no 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 come on you can't start naming it you just can't he's like i've decided he's like i was here first i'll choose mate i went to suplex city it was just no mate you can't you can't uh, he saw mate, thousands- i went to suplex city and it was like here's a road that named his name day so i was like what can i name it <laughs> Mate, I called it uh, Fisherman's Lane, Because eh? it's a fisherman's <laughs> like, yeah. um, Mate, I'm going to call it Dragon Avenue, eh? Like, So here's one. This is interesting. Orthopedic surgeon. There's a lot of surgeons going on here. Yeah, Orthop- I was going to say, like, yeah. what are they doing, man? It makes me kind of wonder, are y'all fuckers experimenting with, like, the gas and air and shit? I know. I think so. What he says uh, he was struck by lightning while using a payphone. Can you oh, imagine that? Dude, that's the worst. What are the odds? I would want to know. I want to know if there's anybody out there that is smarter than me, uh, you know, and I'm saying if there is, like, we know there is, but I want the smarter people in the in the world to tell me, we already know the odds of getting hit by lightning are roughly 14 million to one. What are the odds in 2021 of getting hit by lightning while using a fucking payphone? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> where there's, like, one left in every city. I'm pretty sure I can I can name all the payphones left in Edinburgh. I, I think it was a while ago. I don't think it was recently. Oh, well, that's but shite. I've got one. Someone says they... Um, they, <laughs> they, 
<laughs> what? Imagine you're like, oh man, my my phone's out of battery, eh? Shit. Ah, oh, fuck. Well, I've not used a payphone. I guess I better get my change and oh, use the payphone, eh? And you just happen to get struck by fucking lightning the one time you're like, I'm gonna use the payphone. I wonder if what you could. Fuck, what if you man? could sue That's the, the worst makers? Day of all time. What if you could sue the makers of the payphone? I go. I go here <laughs> like, for hey, you. We've been out of business for like a decade. Like we've got no money. What do you want? I got one. So there's someone who fell from a 30-foot tree branch, bumped her head three times, and died. And then she said she sat on Jesus's lap. That's oh, what she she's said. Because the thing is, it's like everyone else at school's like, ah, I sat on Santa's lap, and it's like, very good, mate. I sat on Jesus's lap, mate. That's like that. It sounds like the start of a country song. It's just like. I fell out of that tree. I sat on Jesus' lap. <laughs> here's here's one for you. So, um, <laughs> this is funny. Not all near-death experiences are calming. Experts say around 15% are negative. Stop right there. Experts. Wait, you're telling me dying is negative? Nah. Ex- experts. So, it's like, mate, I'm an, I'm an afterlife uh, attrition, eh? Like, I'm an, or what, what? I'm an afterlife doctor, eh? I'm an AD, mate. you do, like... I'll tell you what, it's like, dude, you're an afterlife doctor, yeah? It's like, afterlife doctor, ask me anything. And it's like, mate, <laughs> can you tell me about <coughs> the, the science behind the Phoenix Down? And it's just like, mate, I'm telling you, no, it's pish. <laughs> mate, it's exactly 15% of experiences are negative, eh? But this is another one. She said she was struck by lightning while driving her car. She said she floated out of her body, seeing herself sat at the steering wheel with burned hands before Ugh. journeying. This is the but where it gets strange. She says before journeying through a tunnel where she reached a gate that read "Welcome to Hell." Now I'm going to stop you right there, Hen. Right? I want you to put yourself <laughs> in Satan's shoes. Now are you going to go? No, I was just decorating the gates of hell, eh? and I thought we should just put a wee sign on the front that says "Welcome to Hell." What uh, language should we put that in? In English. Any other languages? What about yeah, they like? Definitely, I imagine they speak. They definitely speak perfect English in hell. Like, yeah, that's you know, it. The I mean, what is? I would imagine if we're going to go on the odds, right? The language that's going to be spoke. I mean, I'm going to presume that the language is spoke in heaven and hell would be what is the most popular language in the world, like right now? Uh, I th- probably. I, I th- I'm torn between Chinese and Spanish. Right. So let's assume that. Right. But that's our planet. That's our planet. Yeah, yeah. There are a ton of other planets out there. And fuck knows where else that hasn't been discovered. But no, no. They use English. <laughs> Not even the most popular language it, on mate, Earth. It was in Helvetica, bold, size 16, eh? That's when I knew that it was on, eh? Like. <laughs> mate, I'm telling you, like, they wrote it <laughs> yeah, in Comic Sans. That, that's what I want to... Can you imagine that? You go to hell and the font's in Comic Sans. It's pure got Mickey Mouse at the side, like, tell you, mate. It's like... Welcome to hell. <laughs> <laughs> so she says she saw demons who escorted her to a waiting room. Right, okay. Hang on a second. Here's another thing, right? It's like, all right, uh, my name's Leviathan, eh? Uh, just follow me, hen, eh? I'll take you through to the waiting room. There's uh, <laughs> Grab yourself a wee take-a-break magazine, eh? Just, just read through it. Satan's not ready to torture your soul yet, so just uh, chill out for a wee bit, eh? There's a Nintendo Switch over there, eh? No, dude. I imagine the waiting room would be like... What you basically do is you take every little thing, not major things, but it's just every little thing that can be wrong with our waiting room, right? So you go in, and it's a normal-looking waiting room. You're like, oh, it's okay. It's not not a problem. But you go, you get checked in, and it's like, yeah, it's going to be a 45-minute wait. You're like, oh, for fuck's sake. You go over, you check the magazines. They're all, like, years out of date. You're like, fuck. You go to sit down, and the chairs are just uncomfortable. They're just, like, they've got a slight forward lean or something. So it's like, oh, god damn it. You're sitting in a chair, but you're just not comfortable. You go, telly doesn't work. And then you're like, fuck's sake. And then the scariest thing in every waiting room, right, or, uh, the scariest thing in every, at least the doctor's waiting rooms, is always the fucking dickhead who's at the other side who's just like, uh, 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 and you're like, oh no, I'm going to die for sure. <laughs> I'm going to die for sure. There's the temperature's a, just a little bit too yeah, hot. It's, yeah, you're like, oh fuck. So now you're having to take your jacket off and that, and you're like, oh gee, I just don't feel comfortable. And that's the, that's the waiting room for hell. That's exactly, it. It's just, it's just every little small thing that can be wrong is wrong. And then the, the person comes out, and they go to call you, and they call on someone who sounds like you, or they look at you while they call someone else, and you're like, for fuck's sake. Dude, That's see, 
see when I was at the doctor in like 2013 when I started doing the like my local hero gimmick the doctor came out and went Joe Hendry and I had to stop myself going local hero <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine if some prick in the waiting room had said it that would have been amazing that would have been amazing that would have been a pop of the century I right? know I'd be like that's me yeah um so here's here's one so um long story short there was a kid who had like something wrong had a vision and the dad went on to write a book he's like oh i wrote a book about what my son saw eh and it went on to set to sell one million copies and it's like oh, i'm telling the truth eh like that's, that's what my son's saying eh like i love that he saw that in his dream no, the kid saw some stuff, told the dad, and the dad was like, that's gold, I'm going to steal that gimmick, writes a book, sells a million copies, son gets jobbed out, dad's rich. Fuck's sake, I hope the kid gets something of that, man. I'll tell you what, parents, like, that's not even an unrealistic thing, man. Like, that, I'm sure that's, like, happening all the time, man. Have you seen the the shit that's been coming out with uh, Britney Spears recently? Uh, oh, dude, I want to watch her- that uh, framing Britney Spears because I will tell you this. See, the, the this is the concept I cannot, I just can't get past it and I think it's terrifying that this has happened. Explain to me, please, Dave, if you can, how can someone be well enough to perform world tours and have a residency at Las Vegas but not well enough to decide who is going to be their conservator or whatever it is you can't have both if someone's mentally ill then how about we don't exploit them to make loads of money constantly it's like either they're ill and they need help with their mental health you can't you know do that control them and then use them to make millions of dollars for your benefit it is absolutely sickening what has happened dude a thousand percent agree i think honestly it's it's amazing to me that like it just to me it just goes to show like and i'm not gonna lie and again part of this is on that this is definitely like her her family are a piece of shit family like for sure like the whole family piece of shit family they immediately noticed what they had with her and were like let's fucking milk this cash cow dry let's fucking let, let's let's exploit her talent and her popularity as much as we can and let's fucking hang her and, out to dry and i feel bad for her dude, because she won't have had an opportunity to mature and nope. to learn and to get a concept of society like the more i think about this the more that if i had kids i would i would you know obviously i would support when i have kids whatever they want to do but i would i probably would try and dissuade them from getting into something in the public eye too young you know oh yeah like look at look at all the celebrities that are like a bit messed up right now right and again i'm not gonna name anybody right because i don't want to yeah don't name anybody don't name i'm not gonna name anyone but look at the celebrities that are just a little bit like think about it right now if you are out there and you're like and you're thinking okay let me think of a celebrity that's a little bit weird a little bit unique uh and a bit of an enigma let's say right or has done some questionable odd things that you go huh that's weird they're a bit of a weirdo think about where they came from how many of them were child stars how many of them were in the public eye at probably an age where it was way too young to be in the public eye like think about that shit and you're like yeah no wonder they're messed up like think about it like this it's another thing that i see with uh, a bunch of people talking about homeschooling it's like great homeschooling is one thing but look what they're missing out on they're 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 missing out on the the essential skills of interacting within human society with other people and it's like you're not learning you're not learning the the how to read people you're not learning how to interact the nuances, with social circles yeah, the nuances you and can't the thing recognize... is if you're like look at like a justin bieber for example right it's yeah. to be honest with you, i don't really know much about his story but it's amazing that he's not gone more off the rails than he has you know what i mean because it's oh, like sure. imagine being in that i actually think he's seems to be from the few interviews i've seen fairly grounded for someone in that position imagine that just being that popular that if you walk out into the street everyone starts screaming like imagine that you're not meant to be that famous man no one like, is, you're not dude. meant to be that famous nobody no is. is like look at look at the celebrities that are just too fucking famous like a matthew mcconaughey or a fucking or, or a john travolta now you know like they're just they're too famous like, they can't... Imagine this, right? You imagine this. Mm-hmm. This isn't even an exaggeration. Imagine you scratch your arse while waiting in line <laughs> somewhere. 
and it gets fucking put on TMZ. And it's oh, like dude. Joe Hendry scratches his arse at Aldi. It's just like what? Like that's a thing that happens, dude. That's a thing that happens. People they can't go to fucking yeah, the shop anymore. Dude, Imagine you're like, you know what? I want to go and check out this shop. You can't. I- there was a, I've seen if you look through like I watch a lot of uh, like Rogan's podcasts and stuff. I was listening to the Cody Garbrandt one, and mm. something that came up in my suggestions was like Rogan at the airport, right? And I don't know why I clicked on it. I just clicked on it, and then as soon as I clicked on it, I regretted clicking on it because it was uh it was like a paparazzi just following him, and you're just like, oh, you piece of shit. And then I was annoyed because I was like, I've clicked on it. I've now added to the problem, but um. I didn't know it was going to be like that, but I watched it and it was just like, oh, like, honestly, man, see paparazzi. It's like, it's, it's, it's not cool, man. Like, see, no, the way that, it. like, it doesn't matter if somebody's famous or not. There's still like a basic level of respect. I don't know if you've ever seen that clip with John Cena where someone comes up to him and they're filming him. They're like, oh, hey, John. He's like, um, did you ask my permission to record? And like, I actually, yeah, I, I respect yeah, he I was res- in London. Yeah, and he'd, he'd come, he was coming out of a. I think it was a. Was that a jewelry store? Yeah, or something, something he was like out that. Of? And he just said to the guy, he "says I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've got to say. You were you're being impolite, and I don't want to give you any of my time." And I was like, "Respect. Good. I respect the hell out of that." And that's it, though. That's the thing, because now celebrities, they get. I'm glad that we're changing the narrative on that a little bit now, because for a long time it was like, "Oh my god." Uh, I tried to approach Brock Lesnar at the airport and he told me to fuck off. And it's like, well, because he's at the fucking airport, dude. Like, leave him alone. Like, it's just like, I don't understand. The, you know what I mean? It's like, we get this thing where it's like, oh my God, like these celebrities are dickheads when you meet them in real life. And it's like, how about they don't want to be harassed while fucking shopping for a fucking pint of milk at Sainsbury's? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, there's just a weird thing where it's like, we just, I don't know. It's almost like we forget that, celebrities people. are people yeah we yeah. forget they're people and we forget we almost like throw away their human rights and go oh well if you didn't want that then you should have never got into fucking be into being famous eh? and it's like so you're telling me right now that if they want to if they're if their passion is acting or their passion is music right their passion is writing music they love to sit in the studio they love nothing more than sitting in let's put it this way right i'll tell you like this right <clears throat> so there's a lot of people who fucking love the process of say of of uh, of training to be in the UFC? They yeah. love the process of training. They love that lifestyle of getting up day to day, grinding away at the gym, yeah. uh, learning new skills. But part of that process, part of what you have to do with that process is go and fight. You have to to really, if you really want to make the most out of that process, you have to go and 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 fight. And George Saint Pierre talked about. It. He says, "I hated fighting." He's like, I used to hate yeah, the yeah. fight. He says he's the only part the of yeah. I love the lifestyle. I watched that the other day. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, I hated fighting, but you have to do it. It music. If you're if you're passionate about writing music and you're passionate about and recording music, there does have to be a degree of going out and performing it live. But now you're putting your face out there, you're you're creating this environment for millions of people to love your work. But it, but what it does mean is it means your basic day to day routine is now disrupted because you can't go anywhere you can't go hey you know what i want to do i want to go to mcdonald's go and grab a fucking double cheeseburger and a coke and sit down and chill because guess what you're gonna get harassed non-stop right think about this the rock the rock has to take his gym on the road with him that's yeah? crazy man because he could not go to a gym he couldn't there's no way dude imagine you're in pure gym and the rock just fucking rocks comes into pure gym (laughs) do you think he's gonna get a workout he's not gonna get a workout done no dude he's gonna get harassed from the moment he fucking steps foot in that place do you think that's like because i I just assumed it was like a covid thing but do you think he had to do that before all this yeah dude he's been doing it for years that's crazy dude look at it look at his instagram his iron the iron paradise is his gym right and it literally he 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 hires a, a a crew of movers to take it with him so that he can take it with him they he will hire them to transport his stuff to wherever he's filming his next movie and they will set up the gym on set or somewhere nearby <coughs> where he's staying uh, you want you want to something crazy you want to something absolutely crazy go for it i've had that service once in my life oh really i have had that service can you guess when? where commonwealth games exactly they um team scotland sent over uh, uh, you know these big freight containers? Yeah. They filled a freight container with gym equipment 
and they dropped it off in the field. This is why you'd love the, This is one of the reasons, dude, I, you have to go to the Commonwealth. Like, we've been talking about this recently, right? But, like, um, I won't go... If if we do talk about the, the Commonwealth stuff, I'd rather, like... Because <clears throat> I've kind of got, like, thoughts about it and stuff, but I'd rather talk about it from your perspective and your journey if you know what i mean like yeah. and your thoughts on what what's what's ahead right but um because i've talked about it enough from my perspective but i will say about this about the gym right so they had a freight container and they dropped it off and they put it in the field next to where we were all staying and because the thing is in the athletes village there's like amazing gyms and all that like see when i got my ass whipped to the commonwealth games the first thing i did is i got oh, i swear to god everybody else left I got on the bus just like by myself. Literally, I was on the bus by myself. Everyone else had left. I just stayed in the venue for ages because like my dad was there and all that. I got on the bus by myself. It was the most somber, depressing trip back. They dropped me off at the Athletes Village. I didn't even drop off my stuff. Like I, the only difference, I, I changed out of my singlet. That was it. And I went straight to the gym. And I was like, to hell with this, man. Like this is the only thing for it immediately like even though i'd been through hell on the mat i was like i'm going to the gym but before we got to athletes village when we were in the uh the the first hotel that we were well the first resort we were staying in and um, they dropped off a freight container in a field and it just was filled with gym equipment so you could just take it out and use whatever you wanted and all that and there was a like a pt who traveled um like he didn't travel with it but he traveled at the same time it traveled so when it got there he got there and it was it was like Honestly, man, it was like a save point in a video game. It was just like, you know, he was there. Whenever you wanted to go and work out, you would just say what time slot you wanted and what equipment that you wanted. And there was like two freight containers. There was like one that contained the stuff. And then I think they converted like one or two freight containers into the actual gym. So you requested what equipment you wanted. And then when you showed up, it was there. But it was funny. This is the this is the shit thing, and this is uh, a point of contention for me. They wouldn't they capped me at hundred kilos. They wouldn't let me lift beyond the hundred kilos. Um, they just really? they, yeah, they didn't want me doing uh, big lifts, which I felt really huh. in re- in retrospect, I don't blame them because they got my cardio a lot better, but it it mentally messed with me not being able to lift heavy for a month. It, it messed with me. Um, but you know, small thing. But dude, see I get, it that f- I get why, because obviously, like you see all these different training, you know. And again, this is the funny thing, right? Let's be clear here. Like, I'll be honest. I, in combat sports, we're still. I think we're still in a situation where we don't fully understand how to get conditioned and how to get the perfect balance in combat sport. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely. Such a unique. It's not like running. It's not, and even sport in general. But like combat sport, there's so much that goes into it. And so much that can go wrong. Like you can be, you can be in the greatest shape of all time. You can be the greatest athlete of all time. All it takes for you to get punched in the face once, and all of a sudden, that can go out the window, or that can suddenly be like, oh yeah, remember that amazing uh, cardio you had? Yeah, that's now depleted a little bit. Like it's like you've got that health bar that's just going down constantly every yeah. time you get hit, or you get taken down, or a technique you want to try doesn't work. It's like it's there's so, such a deep seated like there's so many different aspects that go into combat sport um and i think we're still but here's in the my thing, mind man. anyway we're still very new to learning how to get the athletes like this super conditioned and in wrestling at least the general consensus based on like the iranian national teams the russian national teams um mostly it tends to be a lot of body weight work a lot of explosive powerful work uh uh, using the body weight, using very light resistance, but being explosive and doing multiple reps. That seems to be how the conditioning goes. But then on the other side of that, you've got guys like a Kyle Snyder who works with a coach who thoroughly believes in maximum weight lifted. They, they, he believes in pure strength training. Uh, I don't think he does any high rep work at who, all. Who's that? It's not Kyle Snyder. Do you know, I, there's part of me that can get behind that. I, I have a theory. I think, you know, you were saying the perfect balance. I think it's different for every individual and different for every strategy. Yes. I would I say. I agree with that. So let me ask you, man, like, how are you feeling about uh, your Commonwealth journey? Like what? Like, so you've, so you've got the... For those who don't know, obviously, yeah. well, I'm, I'm saying for those who don't know, nobody knows because it's, uh, it's not yeah. a huge, it's not a huge thing right now. So for those who don't know, and again, nobody will really know because it's not a huge thing here yeah. in Scotland at this stage, but I was just confirmed yesterday as part of the long list to go to the 2022 Birmingham Commonwealth Games as a, uh, a wrestler for Team Scotland. So, which I'm, I'm pretty fucking excited about. I'm really excited about that. Um, 
again, this is something that when I first got into it, I've only been wrestling for four years. So like, and it's the thing when I say wrestling for four years, I mean, I've only ever done combat sport for four years. Like there are a lot of people that have done wrestling for a short space of time, but they did something before. I know yourself, you did judo for a long time before. And, uh, there's other guys who have done other grappling sports. They did maybe some jujitsu or they did, uh, I think one of the guys did backhold for a long time. Um, for me, I started off brand spanking and you know i started off brand new because you can can you remember like my first days up at the edinburgh club where the coaches would pull me aside and had to teach me how my stance teach me how to shoot properly teach me like stuff that i just didn't know stuff that like everybody else knew i was like they were like yeah you're standing up straight up and you're getting your legs caught because you don't know how to stance properly and this was like this was only four years ago and now i'm uh i'm on the long list for the commonwealth games band so i'm excited i'm uh it's weird because it currently sits, or the way it's currently sitting, I'm technically seated number one in Scotland at 97 kilos, which uh, is pretty crazy to think about, man. It's pretty nuts to think about being like, it doesn't really make sense to me. Like, I'm kind of, it's kind of weird. I haven't really absorbed the fact that, like, technically on paper, I'm the number one wrestler at 97 kilos in I, Scotland. I think it's, I think it's best not to. I think it's best yeah, not it's very to weird, because, man. It's yeah, very weird. I, I always found that. You know, when I competed in that division, I felt I always did better when I was the underdog. I yeah. found that I found I felt much more pressure having to defend the title than to win the title. It's just weird. I'm the I feel the other way. I don't know why, but like I don't know. I always feel this weird way. Wait, where did I'm I like, did I say, did I get that right? I said I feel much more pressure having to defend than to win it. Did I say yeah. that? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I, I don't know. I'm weird the other way. I tend to be like, not that like I I thrive under pressure, but I don't know. I almost get this weird thing where like, if I'm the if I feel like I'm the man, a little bit. If I feel like I'm the I'm the big dog in the room, I almost feel like the I feel the pressure and I feel the responsibility to be the the man. I feel like, well, I can't get taken down. Do you know? And it's like, well, but it makes me fight harder. It makes me go like, dude. I remember when I was like, so when I was training. Not long after I started training, uh, when I was training, what I would do is uh, I would wrestle at, Edinburgh, at the Edinburgh Club, and I would mm -hmm. wrestle with like these wrestlers. But I would also train at like uh, an MMA club, yeah, in uh, other off in the off days. And so I would train at this MMA club where they would wrestle. And the level, like, and again, like you'll find at most MMA clubs, the re the level is going to be lower for their wrestling because they do a whole bunch of stuff. They're striking, they're grappling, they're doing all kinds of stuff. So their general level in individual uh, disciplines is going to be lower than that of a specialized club. Um, so you go there, but in my brain, I was always like, if a new guy walked in the room or if like a guy that had been there for a while that they were like, the coaches would be like talking about and be like, oh, you know, uh, 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 old Josh there, Josh is the, he's the man and, and you know, oh, he's a high level grappler. Eh? My goal would be like, well, he's not fucking taking me down. Oh yeah, no, I, I, I totally get that. Like I, yeah. I, I get that and I agree with that. I think for me, it was like when I, I always struggled when I actually achieved my goal. Like, so my goal was to get to the really? Commonwealth Games. And when I got there, it was hard for me to shift my goal to winning a medal because it just, mm. my goal was to go, you know? And yeah. I think, like, I probably needed a bit more work with, uh, you know, mentality. And I, I think, actually, sports psychology is probably oh. an underrated portion of it. Dude, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, there's a, there's a part of me that's actually – I was looking into sports psychologists uh, and looking to maybe go and see one. Really? Just Yeah, man. Just Not that I've got any psychology issues with, like, but my dude, mentality. You take care of your body. You might as well take care of your mind. Yeah, that's the thing. I think I, I, I go, look at all the stuff I do with my body, and it's like – especially when you consider, like – again, I'm not one of these – you know me, man. Like, you, you know, you know me probably – you probably know me better than almost anybody really uh yeah if you think about it like i'm not the type of person to, to to ever sort of like sit in my uh to sit and dwell on things i'm I'm usually i'm the other way but to a fault to a fault i'm the other way where i tend to like i'll take things on the chin and go forward and not deal with it and that can be a problem so like if you think about where i've the things that have been happening with me the last sort of like year year and a half two years it's like it's a lot of shit that's been going through and i'm like i yeah. wonder if there's anything to that maybe there's stuff i need to offload maybe there's stuff i need to face that i have been i haven't wanted to face and it's like if i'm going to be going for the commonwealth games we're talking about you know 
arguably the biggest thing I'm going to do in probably my amateur wrestling career. We don't know. I don't know where I'll be a year from now. I don't know where I'll be two years from now. But right now, for a guy at 28 years old, four years into combat sport, I'm potentially going to be doing the biggest thing you can do for Scotland. Because like, if you go to the Europeans, you don't represent Scotland at the Europeans. Yeah, you represent man. Great Britain. It's, you go to the Olympics, you represent Great Britain. You go to the Worlds, you represent Great Britain. You go to the Commonwealth, man. you represent Scotland. So as a pure Scottish athlete... Uh, representing the country of only Scotland, this is the biggest thing you can do as a wrestler. I wish I had, at the time, realised the grandeur of that. I just think where I was in my life, there were so many moving parts, so many things going on. Like I was, you know, I had no money. I was trying to, you know, keep the lights on while doing this. And, you know, in order to do amateur, I couldn't do as many pro wrestling shows and vice versa. So I found it so difficult. It was such a struggle. And I just, I wish I had uh, been in a different mindset. But, you know, life's a journey. But I just, yeah, I wish I'd thought about that aspect of it more and and because the thing is like a lot of the athletes who had done the olympics and the commonwealth said they preferred the commonwealth because they were representing scotland wow that's crazy yeah like that's the thing as well i'm like and and, and that's the thing it's like i i i'm realistic man you know i'm not i'm not uh i'm not a cynic by any stretch uh i think i'm probably more i'm probably more cynical than i am optimistic but i'm definitely uh i definitely think i'm a realist and i know realistically it's like the odds on me ever going to the Olympics are very small. The odds on, on, on anybody, but particularly, and we're talking about wrestlers who have wrestled since they were children. You know, the odds on a wrestler wrestling from when they were a child going to the Olympics is small. Yeah. You know, for me, I started wrestling at 24. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm a fully grown man. By the time I started, to, you know, I was I was a fully grown man before I took my first steps on a wrestling mat, before I took shot my first double leg, before I, you know, you know what I mean? Like, there's so much of it is ingrained in these people since they were child children. It's not; it wasn't ingrained in me. So it's were like, you, I've were spent, you 24? I was 24. Yeah. Well, oh, uh, mm, hold on. Uh, yeah, I would have been 24 coming up for 25, because I was. It was January 26, 2017. So uh, I had done. I'll be clear. I will be clear. I'd only. I'd done. I dabbled a wee bit in a bit of MMA before that. Aye, but I, I dabbled yeah. a wee bit in MMA, but but attended dabbled, a few. Yeah, attended a few classes. Doesn't really. A couple count of classes. Like. I'll be honest. I saw the fucking. I I, I was watching the UFC, and I, I remember I watched the movie Warrior, and I was like, man, you know that's so cool. I want to I want to try that. And I, I looked at clubs nearby, and I was like, oh, there's a club nearby, and I went to that club and dabbled in a wee bit of it, and I was like, oh, they've got a wrestling class beforehand. Maybe I'll go to that. And dude, I'm not joking when I tell you, like, I sucked ass, man. Like, I I realized immediately. Like, see if you think you're a good athlete. Go to a wrestling class, even at an <laughs> MMA club, even at an MMA club. Because, dude, I swear to God, I about died the first class. Oh yeah, I man, didn't. It's rough. My cardio was not there. My condition, like my feet were sore, my legs were sore, just from the the footwork of it. My hands were sore, like the little things that you don't think about when you do any sort of traditional training. You're like, God, I, I, I my back was killing me, my neck was killing me, and uh, you know, and then I just I, I grabbed gravitated a wee bit towards wrestling. I think yeah. I liked I liked the wrestling class because I started kind of picking it up a bit quicker than I did like striking. Mm-hmm. And then it was yourself that told me like, "Well, dude, I wrestle up at this club, the Edinburgh, the the, yeah. the, the club in Edinburgh, the Edinburgh Wrestling Club." Um, and you said you told me, "Come up, come up and train, man. You're you're it's, you look good here." But I I actually sorry, carry on. I no, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say I actually started because I'd had thoughts about it, but. It was at a time where it was when uh, CM Punk got signed to the UFC. And then yeah. I was like, hmm, is this the the direction things are going? And I was like, yep, I should probably try and legitimize myself as much as I can. And that's kind of what started my journey. It's weird, wow. the age that you started amateur wrestling, that was the exact age I was when I started pro wrestling. So I was Jesus. 24 turning 25. When well, our birthdays are quite close, aren't they? Like, your birthday's May 2nd, is it? First. May first. Oh, I think it's the Rock that's May second. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're May first. Yeah, I'm May eighteenth. So it's yeah. like we're a few weeks apart in terms of birthday. So it's like yeah, yeah the January of 2017 is when I so I started training. It was the first week because I remember it was right before New Year, Christmas and New Year that you'd mentioned to me like you you should come up to the Edinburgh Club. Like, yeah. I think if I I think I was like the end of summer of 2016 is when I was like every now and again I would attend a class and I and the bad thing was it was like. 
I, I dabbled in it. So it was like I'll go to a class. What it was a once a week class, and yeah. I went to it like once, and then like the next week I would forget. I would I'd be busy or I'd be working. I couldn't go, or I'd be tired and I couldn't go. And I was like, oh man. And then I just started going up towards kind of December. I started going more regularly. I was like, no, I'm going to make myself do this. And I made myself go, and I started picking it up and learning. I was like, oh, I'm kind of enjoying this. Because I'll tell you, it's not fun. I'll be the first no. to tell you, it's not fun at the start. You feel like dog shit. You feel like you're getting beaten by everybody. You feel like you're – it feels – especially if you're me. I was a bit – I was bigger than everybody. I was bigger than everyone almost in that room. And But I was just the big bodybuilder guy, the big power – the big strong guy. But I had no conditioning and I had no technique. So it felt – it's a little demoralizing when people half your size are taking you down and, and – and, whipping your ass and getting you tired and you're like what the fuck it really humbles you doesn't it because it's oh, like dude, everybody that every, everybody that you meet in wrestling is pretty humble and yeah. here's the thing man like not to put any additional pressure on you but when i was at the commonwealth i knew i was like if i win a medal the game changes yeah the game changes and it was weird to come away from that knowing that my life would have been very different if i had one but I kind of try to think about it like, well, that just wasn't in the plan for me at that time. You know, maybe my life needed to take a different direction. And I think that's probably the case. And, you know, it's interesting to be in the spot I'm in now. But for for you and your perspective, I think if you go, it will change your life. But if yeah. you win a medal, it will just, it will, it will change the game. It will yeah. change the game. And it's like the amount... It, the thing that's crazy, the amount of the boost that you get for going is huge. I mean, we've talked about this, like my Google searches were just nuts compared to any other time when I did that. But the uh, if I had won, it would have been, you know, it, it would have been interesting to see what would have happened to my brand. But yeah, man, I, uh, I'm i excited to follow your journey. I know the listeners will be too. Where can they Hopefully. follow you on social media to keep up with this? Yeah, you can all follow me on social media at Dave Conrad UK. Um, that's where to find everything. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'll be posting updates and keeping an eye on things. I wanna, I do wanna start documenting things a little bit more, documenting more training, even if it's just a photo here and there or a wee bit of footage of just what I'm doing. I'm like, I need to start actually. Because I don't, I'll be honest, I don't like social media. I don't, I hate social media really. But I'm like, what can I use it for? How can I, how can I? utilize it to to build a brand or build something and i'm like i'm at a point where i'm i need to get over my my hang-ups about social media about like you know why do people have a, give a shit what i have to say and it's like well maybe they don't give a shit what i have to say but maybe i can give a perspective on uh the journey of an athlete um that other people maybe won't won't be able to give you know you've been able to give that that perspective on that journey um and it's like now i'm getting the opportunity to do something similar you know so it's like i i'm, I'm excited i'm excited to give it a go like i say i've got i've never i'll be honest i've only competed in every competition i've ever done uh whether they're small competitions or national comp national level competitions i've never placed lower than fifth and that was my first my first competition i placed fifth and that was the lowest i've ever placed um ever since then i've either meddled or i've came fourth and it's uh and and that's it so it's like i'm just i want to continue doing the same things i want to this year i'm hoping to do some international stuff i'm hoping to go to to different countries experience different cultures wrestle with different athletes learn from different coaches like really just take the tools i've got and sharpen them like i want to be like a chef you know the chef's got that little bag of of of, of knives they've got like that's their knives and yeah. they, they don't have a big huge cupboard full and they've got a little bag they take with them and that's their chef's knives that's going to be that's what i want to do i want to have my bag of chef's knives and it's going to be my techniques that are just going to be sharp clean ready to go and i i, I just yeah i i want to basically immerse myself as much as i can in in becoming the best I can be that way even if I if I do manage to go to the games or if I don't get selected or if I go to the games and get beaten the first round at least I can go well I put every single piece of myself into that uh and it wasn't and it wasn't meant to be but I can't at least I'll never be able to turn around and go oh well, what if I'd have done yeah yeah what if I'd have done that run or what if I'd have worked a little bit harder or what if I'd wrestled a bit harder or what if I'd spent a wee bit more time drilling you know yeah like it's like i don't ever want to ask myself those questions yeah um i don't mind getting beat i don't mind losing i don't mind getting beaten i don't mind going and getting my ass whipped in the first in the first period that doesn't bother me 
What bothers me is if I go and I'm like, I didn't wrestle to my best or I yeah. didn't perform because I wasn't ready or something like that, you know? That's yeah. that's what bothers me. So, yeah. like I say, hopefully hopefully I'm going to be able to use social media to, to, to get out of it what I want to get out of it yeah, a little man. bit. And, and you all can follow along with me if you're interested. Uh, yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Well, um, what I mean, we got we got a little bit of ti- a little bit of time left. Is there any other uh, silly news or anything noteworthy or anything that might be a funny topic for for Pish Talk? Uh, I am not sure. I don't, I'm not really sure. I haven't really been. Uh, I'm trying to take a look and see if there's anything else I've noticed. Like again, the main things I noticed was. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, if it's controversial or not, but have you been seeing the stuff that uh, happened with uh, what's her name, Gina Carano? I really don't know anything about it, and to be honest, like I don't. It's one of these things. I feel like if I get into, like, I don't know what she said, what her stance is, or anything like that. But it just sounds like she maybe said some dumb stuff. I don't know, but um, yeah, yeah. I kind of the whole that whole kind of thing. I don't know. I'll tell you what I will. I'll tell you what we could talk about. Man. What have you been playing recently? What games you've been delving into, man? Oh, it's sad, dude. Uh, just you know, again, there's some things going on, positive things going on in in my uh, personal life, making some moves at the moment, um, which I'll talk about soon. But it's been a stressful time. There's a lot of things going on. It's all good stuff, but it's just a lot is uh, going on. Um, so yeah, I I really haven't had time for any video games at all. It's just been um, it's been even a struggle just to get time in to work out, you know? So I'm just trying to uh, keep up with all my tasks, you know, make sure I'm kind of um, contributing positively and kind of providing value to Ring of Honor. That's a big focus of mine. Um, So I've been doing that. I've been doing a lot of media for them, been doing Technique Tuesdays. But yeah, games-wise, man, I... Oh, I actually played um, Vice City the other day and I really enjoyed it, man. Like, dude, Vice City is more fun than GTA V hands down oh yeah hands yeah. down and i know i always said that but like you know there's part of you that's like ah well you know probably this that and the next thing like the gameplay is basic but i was playing it and i was like it doesn't need to be any more complicated than this this is exactly what gta should be it should be funny you know like i almost feel like it peaked with san andreas like don't get me wrong gta 4 for the time it came out was a spectacle and it was amazing but san andreas was like to me the perfect gta game and gta 5 just feels empty for some reason i just don't get me wrong the campaign is great and actually i originally got it for ps3 and the pc version now is so far superior to the original ps3 version it's it's like two different games but and the campaign's fantastic but the whole three characters thing is pish it's annoying it's irritating it's like you can't build a character like one of the things that was great about uh, Vice City and San Andreas. Well, San Andreas, you got to build up your stats. You got to customize your characters uh, yeah. with your character. Sorry, with um, Vice City, you you got businesses. You know, you could own businesses and all that. So there was that entrepreneurial side to it that was fun. Whereas like GTA Five, it's it's just missing something. Whereas I did a stream the other day, and so the concept is to play through Vice City without breaking any laws or as few laws as possible. So I'm having to stop at red lights while I'm trying to like outline, <laughs> uh, outrun criminals and stuff, which is pretty funny. That was a lot of fun. And I'm playing it um, on Steam and it doesn't actually link up with controllers very well. So there's no aim. So it's like you have to just shoot and hope for the best. So it's pretty funny, man. It's uh, don't have controller support. Are you sure, dude? It, no, 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 it does have controller support, but it's like... To map the controller is just an absolute nightmare. Dude. There's a there's a video online about it. I'm gonna watch it, but um, oh. it was it was funny, man. It was funny. Like so, to give you an example, there was early on in the game. There's three chefs with machetes, right? Yeah. And um, but I was like, how am I gonna kill them without? breaking the law so what i would do is i would run in the middle of them and they would try and stab me and i was trying to get them to stab each other by accident <laughs> <laughs> and there was another bit where you're like well i can't even break the law but i need to kill them eh? so yeah, like, exactly what do I do? so there was a what i did as well i figured out that the car physics in gta like you're stronger than you should be when it comes to the cars so you can push the cars so what I would do is with the last chef, I couldn't kill him, obviously. So what I did is I just lured him towards my car. I ran around the other side and just ran towards him. And my car just went and ran him over. So, uh, yeah. So I was playing that. That was a laugh. What about yourself, man? 
Uh, so we uh, we just finished on uh, on Twitch. I just finished uh, Little Nightmares too. What's your Twitch uh, URL? Uh, Twitch.tv slash Dave Conrad. I'm thinking of changing it though. I'm thinking of changing it, man. I'm thinking of, of branding what? it with like you know people have got their names. How you've got like Markiplier and Pokemon. I'm thinking of going Dave plays stuff. Like it was going to be Dave plays Guff, but then I was like nobody knows what Guff means. Yeah. But I was like Dave plays stuff could be a good one. Uh, yeah, I like it, man. Dave plays and, stuff. Uh, so, but we we just played Little Nightmares too on Twitch, and uh, dude, that game is is insane, man. Like. You ever played the first Little Nightmares? There is already a Dave Plays stuff, by the way. Oh, he's... oh, there's a guy on YouTube that says that it's called Dave Plays stuff, but he only uploads like he uploads videos of like, what do you call it, like FIFA or something, and it's like the same video every day. Aye, like, I don't think he I'm like, yeah, is I'm it's, like, mate, I'll fight you for it. I'll fight you for the URL. Yeah, I, I think he might be okay. I think he might be. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's like the Dave. It's like Dave Conrad on Twitter, who he, he might be dead. I don't know. His last tweet was from like ten years ago, and it's gonna. But it's like him, like got my nine millimeter in my hand. Like, <laughs> no what, way! Are you gonna go kill a criminal? Or are you gonna, what? Are you doing? Really? What the hell? What? 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 What is that? And I remember literally contacting Twitter and going, "Look, this guy's tweet is from ten <laughs> years ago. He might be dead. Can I have the URL, please?" And they're like, "Not nah, you're a fanny." And I was like, "Thanks for strobing me off, Twitter, dickheads." So what? And this is at Dave Conrad. Go on Twitter, you'll find him. He's just he's just at Dave Conrad, and he hasn't tweeted in like it's like eight years or something like that. And literally, like one of his last tweets, and he, he didn't even have that many followers. He's got like three followers. One of them's me because I was like, I'll follow him because then I can DM him. Because remember before you had to be able to you had to follow someone to DM them. <laughs> so someone goes, uh, so someone called Meg goes. Does anyone know how to start a manual four wheeler? Uh, because Tony and I can't figure it out. And then some guy just replies and goes, at Dave Conrad does. Yeah, so I've just realized, he says, uh, so you're right. He goes, so his, his profile picture is a cartoon something. Yeah. And it starts with, what a great day on May 1st, 2009. Then just repaired a day slash nightshade on the RV. Tough job. And then the last tweet, like you say, just loaded my nine millimeter. Must be prepared. Yeah. What? 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 <laughs> What happened? Did he? What? It obviously didn't go well. It obviously didn't go well. It's over ten years ago. Where is he? Is he alive? Is he dead? Did he go into battle? Is that what he's like? Better load up my gun. Did zombies invade his farm or something? What the fuck's going on? So and you're, yet you're Twitter wrestling, me off. Your wrestling character should now be all about the lore of this Dave Conrad. You've got to start yeah. right into your promos. That should be like the prequel, like the first episode of Breaking Bad. You're just like, need to be prepared. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> dude, we should just recreate that whole, his, like, we should just go through his tweets and recreate scenes in which it builds up to like the point where he loads the 9mm and he goes into battle with whatever the mysterious thing is. Like, there should be, like, a knock at his door. And then he's like, need to load that 9mm, be prepared. And then he just goes to open the door. And then it just smash cuts to, like, me wrestling. And it's like, well, what happened in between there? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> we, like, find letters that, like, can allude to stuff. Or we can find, like, scribblings on the walls of places that allude to stuff that might have happened. Dark oh, Souls yeah, style. But yeah, so we played. We play, We just finished Little Nightmares, and that's an amazing game. It's kind of a lot in the vein of like Limbo or uh, Inside. Yeah, it's kind of a lot like that, but it's dude, it's creepy as shit. Uh, like it's the kind of creepy that I like, where it's not jump scare creepy, but it's like keeps you on the edge of your seat the whole time, where you're like, am I go? Like you know what I mean? Just, just weird stuff, and it's exploring weird themes and like it just, ugh, just horrible stuff that you're like. That's not fun, but we want to see what's going to happen. It's like uh, that. Uh, what was that? Like it was called the walking simulator by critics. The one we played on stream that was terrifying. Oh, layers of fear, dude. That dude, was there's awesome. a second one of those. Oh damn! There's a sequel to that, dude. Um, I don't know. That'd be that was of, a scary game. That was a scary. It game, was, yeah. Fair. It was. But um, so we I've done that, which was cool. Um, I want to go back though. I want to maybe I'll stream it on a. Well, it'll be tomorrow as of recording this, Monday night, because um, there's a secret ending, apparently, that I have to get, that I, had, I didn't get, so I want to get the secret ah, ending. You uh, apparently, the secret ending has, like, lore implications. Is that, like, the, the complete game. ending, basically? Yeah, basically, so I want to do that. Uh, I might do, I'll probably do it on stream on Monday, and then, Christ, need a new game after that, because I don't know what to play. I've got Celeste. Uh, I bought Celeste a while back, but I haven't played through it yet, so it's like, maybe do that. Um... 
But yeah, there's other games I want to play. I want to play The Witness. That again, it's another yeah. you know, walking simulator that people talk about, but apparently it's like really good. So I want to check that out. That'd be a good one to stream. That's a good one. Oh yeah, I've got it, but I've never played it. Hmm. I'm so, so like, bad for that. <laughs> yeah, I've got uh, I've got games there. I, I've got games there. I've got the uh, so I've got Finding Paradise as well. That's the sequel to To the Moon. Have you ever played To the Moon? Dude, again, I've got it. Never played it. <laughs> dude, get your ass on that game, man. That really? game's how long? Yeah, how dude. long is it? It's not very long. It's like maybe six to eight hours, maybe. Right. Um, it's it's very, it's not very gameplay heavy. It's it, the puzzles are, are fairly simple. It's it's made in RPG makers. It's very basic, yeah. very simple. Uh, but the characters, the story, it's incredible, unbelievable. One of the best games I've ever played. Really? All right. Oh, man. for sure, dude. For sure. Yeah. I to be honest, Frostpunk was the one that I was high on recently. I thought that was amazing. I've only played through like the first campaign absolutely love that game when i've got some time i'm gonna get right back into it and i think i will have some time um probably not next week but the week after so yeah looking forward to a little bit of downtime man looking forward to it i'm right man i'll tell you what let's say uh, let's wrap this bad boy up um let's do it. yeah so thanks for listening folks we really appreciate it um dave what do you think we should call this episode Ooh. I was thinking like the gates of hell or something like that, you know, <laughs> or not the the last ride down the stairs. How about that? The last ride down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> the, the last ride down the stairs. There we go. I like it. That's I like it. it. All right, folks. See you next time. Thanks for listening. And uh, yeah. All right, Dave. Where where's those socials? Even though we talked about it, is it at Dave Conrad UK. Dave Conrad UK on all social media, uh, twitch.tv slash Dave Conrad. I, tw- I stream every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 9.30 p.m. Uh, GMT. Uh, catch me on YouTube. You'll have to search me up on YouTube or get the link through Twitter or uh, or through Twitch because I'm, uh, I'm not big enough on YouTube yet to get a custom URL. So help me reach that goal. Subscribe to YouTube and follow me on Twitch and all that guff. Awesome. All right. See you next time, folks. Cheers. Cheers.